and action. I'm sorry for <laughs> turning off your mic while you beatboxed. <laughs> That's not what I don't want to be called that. What it's, are you talking about? It's back on. Okay. Dave is an amateur uh, beatboxer. <laughs> Connor won't or at least me. he very much wants to be for some reason. <laughs> I do it all the time anyway. <laughs> People look at me like, is there's that a real your, song? There's your next hobby. That's right. Dude, I, if I could actually play what I sing, it would be awesome. What do you mean play it? Like if I could make it into a real recording. Oh, I know my voice you is You have a mic now. Yeah, what I'm saying is <laughs> I can't play the music. I can sing it out loud with sure. the, the stuff, but the sound that I make... That's, sure. that's in my head sounds like an electric guitar does not sound like an electric guitar. <laughs> I realize this. I you understand should, the after this limitation. Recording, you should look up beatboxing stuff on YouTube and be amazed. Yeah, but I don't want, I don't want to be like anybody else. I want to do my own thing. And so, so we're talking about uh, worldviews through films. That's kind of what we're starting out with. Theo, because, think at the movies. Yeah, because we can talk a long time about movies. We didn't want to just have a movie podcast because those are there's, done there's been a lot there's nine hundred thousand of those yeah we want to be a little bit unique yeah and so we're starting out with movies we're going to talk about some other stuff as well um last episode we talked about tron and kind of what what do you think are some of the broad takeaways from that discussion would you say i do we have to subject them to that again <laughs> does it have anything to do with what we're fixing to talk about it actually does okay so the broad takeaways were we are part of what we create Mm -hmm. we put a part of ourselves into the creation yeah. that we make i think it's very important for us to realize also um we need to understand that when we think about a creator of ourselves that we will naturally rebel against that in some ways and we'll um we want to be careful about that and to consider the creator as having the plan but allowing us to have our own creativity within that plan and so uh, it, it's not really a partnership, but it's mm -hmm. uh, we participate in his plan, and that's the best thing for us. Yeah. And in Tron, they didn't necessarily subscribe to that worldview. They had a little bit of a different picture of what a user of a creator of a program would want to interact with his program. It was more of a partnership and more yeah. of a figure it out as you go along. And mm -hmm. we don't have to worry about that. Yeah. And there was a ton of other stuff in there that I cannot remember. So <laughs> we went off, off, off about four different times. Uh, yeah. You know, but that's kind of the fun of it. Absolutely. That's why I was like, how are we going to wrap that up? <laughs> we did. We, we figured it out. <laughs> All right. There we go. Future Connor in the editing room is <laughs> gonna... hitting his head against a wall trying to figure out how to edit this thing. But <laughs> now we're back. Present Connor is having a great time. Yeah. So, and so we only have now, right? No. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. That brings us to our next movie. Yeah, it does actually. That's and a I nice think segue. I think that there is a decent uh, overlap, even what we discussed last episode about um, looking back and thinking about memories. Yeah. And thinking about you know, is God uh, has God been faithful before, and how will He be faithful again? And you know, not just wishing away the hard time that you're in right now and hoping for um, to return to that good time or whatever, but um, the the starting line of this movie one of the starting lines of this movie is memory is a strange thing we are so bound by time by its order 
And spoiler alert for this movie. Yeah, wait, wait. Just we didn't give a spoiler alert for Tron. Well, but it's because super old, oh, I was going to yeah. say you can't. I mean, I could have done that, but it's yeah. okay. Yeah. Nobody's probably going to watch it, so the fact <laughs> that we explained the plot and stuff was probably sort helpful of. to yeah, them. Yeah, we sort of explained the plot. Not really, because that's not what this is about. Yeah but, yeah, but seriously, we've given you enough time to pause this. It is the movie Arrival, and yeah. so if you have not seen this movie, you probably want to pause it, watch the movie. And the come less back. you know about this movie, the better. Absolutely. As you walk so into I just. It want to say that because yeah. i have was, a story about how i encountered it and nobody's nobody spoiled it yeah. for me so nobody for me i remember the buzz around this movie of being really good and stuff like that and i didn't have a chance to see it until um my then girlfriend then fiance now wife and i were in boston and we were flying back that was when i proposed to her and this was you know a day or two after uh i had proposed she said yes obviously because now we're married but she said yes, and... Um, she said that's the first time. That's what you have to say right there. You, you, yeah. you have to try a lot. Because you could be married now, but you had to say, you know, ask like five times or something. <laughs> I mean... She said yes the first time. There you go. Very quickly. It was great. Um, but on our, on our flight back from Boston, um, she was like asleep, but I knew... I was like, I don't sleep on planes ever, um, which we might talk about in the future episode. <laughs> but I don't ever sleep on planes... And thankfully, there was those little tiny, terrible movie screens where you could watch some movies. That's the first time you watched Arrival? It was on a plane, Oh, man. that's so wrong. It was bad. <laughs> like, I was like, this is wrong of me to have done this. Like, halfway through the movie, I was like, this is becoming one of my favorite movies. And, and I can't I believe... I just ruined it. <laughs> but, but I think it was actually cool because... Um, all right, here we go. Last chance. Pause it before we get into any sort of discussions <laughs> about this movie. Um, <clears throat> right, chance is over. I mean, there, there is a lot in this movie about a relationship. Absolutely, about whether or not this several relationship, relationships. Yeah, whether or not this relationship should continue because of the hard things that will come ahead of it, or whether or not this relationship should even happen. Right, um, because of some of the gut wrenchingly terrible things that might that will ensue in walking through it that this person is able to foresee. Um, and it was interesting because, um, like, every relationship is different, and I am very happily married, but I know from talking to other married people and seeing my own parents and other uh, couples, young and old and stuff, that really hard times come to people, you know, in their marriages and, and stuff like that. And that can scare people my age from even wanting to try or even wanting to get yeah. married. Um and because we're like, I don't want to experience that kind of a heartache or that difficulty or that potential of a difficulty. Um, and like, I was obviously very excited to be engaged and like, woo, I'm getting married and stuff yeah. and I'm still happy with it and everything. Um, but good job. Did you hear that? Did yeah. Hear that? Okay. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, it was really cool because this movie, um, the answer to that question of, is it worth it? You know, is this hard thing or this really terrible tragedy worth experiencing the goodness out of that tragedy? And the answer for that movie is a resounding yes, I think. By one of the characters. Yes, by one of the characters, yeah. But um, that that movie, so in that time, it was really cool where, you know, I was, I was very excited, but there were also, a, there were, some uncertainties with getting married and that whole new phase of life and like what is this going to look like from what i expect versus what it actually ends up being or whatever and 
it was encouraging to me at the time to be like, there are going to be really great things that come as a result of this. You know, there might be some hard things that, that come as a result of me getting married, but the good things are worth, are worth pursuing. The good things in life are worth pursuing, I guess, is kind of what... That was the takeaway um, that you had. That, one of yeah, the takeaways. One of the takeaways that I had initially upon watching it. On a I little watched, small screen. Yeah, on a little tiny small screen that's not HD, and it was very bad sound quality, and I was like, oh. I can kind of hear it. Um, oh. It just <laughs> hurts my heart, even man. Then, man. Even then, the movie just wrecked me in two. So good. but um, And we talked about good art last time. Yeah. And I think good art transcends some of the technology as well. The story Absolutely. was so impactful yeah. that even though the special effects were amazing in that movie and mm-hmm. the sound was amazing in that movie, you didn't need it right. to you didn't experience. Need to, to, to think about the ideas that it was yes. putting forward that were very deep and very like thought-provoking and and hard they were difficult subjects to to put forward um but what was your first experience with the movie like when did you first see it and so i was on a business trip okay were you on an airplane no (laughs) okay and so my boss had said you need to see this movie okay and my boss and i had not uh maybe he'd been my boss for maybe six months a year or something like that and we'd had some good discussions about different things but I did not know whether he was a trustworthy movie source, right? I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> sure, yeah, you got to be careful. But I heard some buzz and stuff about it, and so sure. there were a couple of nights that I really needed to not be in my hotel room thinking about work. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> On this business trip, so I went. There was a showing at the movie theater, and the movie theater was real close, so mm-hmm. it wasn't like I had to get in nasty traffic or something to go to it. Sure. So it was a relaxing thing to go over to the movie theater. And it was weekday in sort of a small town, and there was nobody in yeah. the movie theater. So I got to experience movies the way I like to experience movies. <laughs> the very, the the very giant... polar opposite of me in a cramped airplane with a tiny screen. Exactly. And terrible sound, and you in a glorious movie theater like by yourself with, with a big screen. Sound, <laughs> the big screen, the full yeah. movie experience. Yeah, just hitting you in the chest. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and I did. I came away just moved. Deeply. Yeah, yeah. But I, I found it fascinating that the thing that you took away from it was completely the big thing that you took away completely different than what I took away. From hmm. It. Okay, that'll it's be interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. What was the big thing that you took away? So for me, I thought of God. Okay. I thought this was a small, teeny glimpse of how God might view time. Hmm. Where when He sees what's going on, yeah, He sees it all. Right. I mean, she just got some glimpses, right? She didn't actually yeah. see everything because I, I'm not how sure that would work out. Mm-hmm. But she got enough glimpses that she knew what was going to happen. And she said yes to creating a situation yeah. that she may or may not have known whether she could stop it or not. Yeah. One of the characters feels like that they should mm-hmm. the and, and expresses that very adamantly. Right. Uh, she expresses that because of the joys that I had, you, uh, we needed to do this. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing is that the person that experienced the most pain and suffering, you never hear from them. Right. You don't get their perspective. You don't get their perspective. And so I think in some ways that's what God does sometimes. He sees the full spectrum and he says, this is worth it. Yeah. And that's from his perspective. Sure. Because right. it's not from our perspective. Because in many cases, there are, there are times our where limited. there are things that our I've seen. Is limited. 
that I would say, no, yeah, you shouldn't have done that, God. I, mm. I tell God that sometimes all the time, and I'm still alive today, so he can <laughs> handle your insubordination. Sure. Okay? Because the most important thing about anything that you feel is that you bring it to God. Mm-hmm. And you say, look, this is the way I'm thinking, this is the way I'm feeling. I don't know if it's right or wrong, but I'm bringing it to you because I need your help. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't necessarily, this goes back to something we talked about last episode, I wasn't necessarily feeling that way at the time. Mm-hmm. So I got the full impact of being able to look outside of my situation because I didn't have a bad situation going on right. and I needed God's grace to yeah, or, or anything. Something. So I got to really think it through. Mm-hmm. And that is what God, I think, wants to communicate to us a lot of times in the Bible is, I am good. Yeah. And my plan is perfect. Right. I allowed these things to happen. And that's going to be okay. And I put those okays in quotes, the little finger things up with the quotes, because it's not okay from our perspective. It's not okay from our perspective in many cases. He's saying it's okay from his perspective. Mm -hmm. And if we go back to what we talked about last week, if we are to say we are the creation, then we are going to have to say to ourselves, that means that God is going to make it okay for us. Yeah. Whether he, that means he, we don't get to decide what makes it okay for us. We just have to believe that it's going to be okay for us. Right. Yeah. And so it really impacted me in that way because it gave me a perspective to say, agree with, there's a C.S. Lewis in The Problem of Pain. He talks about, he talks about a lot of stuff. And then he says, now, I just want to stop and say, whether it was right for God to create a situation like this where there could be pain and there would be pain, we don't have the capacity to judge that. Mm. He he specifically says that, that that is outside the realm of our ability to judge. We don't have that. Mm. We don't get that. It's yeah. not a privilege that we enjoy. Yeah. And so we have to decide whether we're going to worship and serve a being on the basis of the hope that he is going to cre- make redeem all things talking about the perspective i had i felt like the Mm -hmm. communication that the movie made to me the thing that i took away was this helps me see just a little bit of how god might view things right the joys that we have together by his relationship over surmounts the hard things that happen there's also i think the whole movie is a circle is one thing that you realize as you watch it a couple different times after your first initial viewing and circle is kind of the whole theme of the movie. You know, Interesting. Kind of, I did not notice that. Yeah. I mean, the the beginning and ending connect together they almost do. perfectly. They do. Even with like the music and stuff like that and the shot, the way that the shot kind of pans down from the ceiling towards the window. Like it's, oh, it's kind of okay. the same kind of endings mm-hmm. as well as um, at the beginning. One of the things the movie is trying to say as well is life is more than like the whole is greater than the sum of its parts, I guess. You know, like there's the idea that that having this child and even though the child died, like the time that you had with them was really, really great and really meaningful and impactful um, and all that. And even though there was a sad aspect to that, that shouldn't poison the relationship that you had or even having that child or the life that you ended up with. And so the whole of your life is greater than any one instance of joy or any one instance of of sorrow. But a a general question that I had is, 
And this is you know, pretty broad. What would you do if you knew the future? I, there, there would be bad things that happened if I knew the future. Hmm. Just in general. Because I'd want to stop the bad things from happening. Mm-hmm. Because I don't have that perspective. Right. And I, and I still do wonder what the point of a lot of things are. Mm-hmm. And so giving up that control is what you give up when you don't know the future. Mm-hmm. If you did know the future, matter of fact, I just recently, another movie, I watched the Time Machine movie with Guy Pearson, and it was a remake. Sure. And he, the way that they wrote that movie was he was trying to correct something that had actually caused him to build the time machine. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he used the time machine and he was trying to correct it would never work mm-hmm. because he was using something that had gotten created out of the pain and suffering right. that he wanted to correct. And so it would never, he could never correct it. Mm-hmm. So I think that if I knew the future, I would try to correct stuff so much that it would tear away the fabric of time, <laughs> you know? Sure. Yeah. Because I would try to make it in my own image of what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I would avoid stuff. And there are, a lot of books and a lot of movies that deal with the whole prediction of the future and time and whether it's right. fixed or you can change it or yeah. stuff like that. <clears throat> and it's a very interesting concept, but it's not mm-hmm. something we don't, we don't actually get to. Yeah. So is that something that we should contemplate? Is it worth our time to consider a situation that will actually never happen? Um, yeah. Why? I think so. I think that it's, it can be helpful to give perspective on why it won't happen or why things are the way that they are right now. You know, like the idea of why, obviously we can't change, obviously we can't see the future. You know? Right. And we, so, don't, we can't know the future right. in its entirety. Yeah. And so, you know, why is that? Why is it important that we don't? Why is it important that that not happen? And I think that, like you said, it's it's important because if we had that power, we would probably, we would most likely use it for evil, evil, or <laughs> no, just like our own selves. Yeah. You know. For selfish reasons. And it would be wrong. Like it would just be bad. Like it would not be a good thing. There's clear reasons why God would lock that away. So to me, that means that when you get asked a question like that, it's the, the interesting thing that just happened there was, that question can't be answered. Yeah. Really. I mean, you can say sure. it, but you can't experiment it. And you can't say, so you're, you're making up stuff that you would do that you're not really doing. Mm-hmm. And so there's these games that people play a lot of times. Well, would you rather? And yeah. the stuff like, so when you get asked questions like that, I think that the, a good response is to think like you just said, to think a little bit deeper to say, why is this question important to the person that's right. asking it? Right. Or why is it that, it does seem impossible because in some cases the question might not be impossible. Right. You know? Yeah. It might not be. We know that this one is impossible. Yeah. At least we think so. Yeah. The interesting thing is, is that, is it really? Why are we fascinated by this question in particular? Because this is in so many movies and in so many books and thought experiments or whatever. It's interesting. Guess what? We can know the future. Okay. Some people can. Mm -hmm. Prophets did. Sure. Prophets were very, and we're not talking about we're all going to heaven if we accept Jesus, or actually, we're actually going to be on the new earth if we accept Jesus, depending on when it all happens. Um, so that whole thing is something we know sure. in a general sense. But the prophets were very specific, and they would know the future. Mm-hmm. And why did they know the future? Right. Be a, why did God allow that to happen, that supernatural type thing, that uh, mm-hmm. above natural? I think because 
it's supposed to point to him and supposed to call people to repentance, yep. not in a, here's the future prophet, change it. It's like, here's the future prophet, tell people about it so that they can avoid this or they can prepare for it or they can, you know, have confidence in have God. Confidence, yeah. That God's going to get them through it. See, I told you ahead yeah. of time, <laughs> you know, he t- there's a couple of places in the Bible where he says, yeah. I have told you now when this happens, you won't be afraid. Yeah. Jesus talks about that all the time. Mm-hmm. When all these weird things happen that are very scary. I told you, yeah, I knew it. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. Stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. so even, even this interaction was, I was like, well, why do you want to know the question of something that's impossible? Sure. It's not. Yeah. When God chooses to say, yeah, it's a thing. Mm-hmm. So, but why do we want it? Why do we fascinate? Back to your other question. Yeah. Why are we fascinated by it? Yeah. Because we want to control of our own lives. Sure. Period. I love that question. What would you do if you could, you know, if you had control over time and could change things, would you, would you actually change things? And, um, should you actually change things is another way of putting it. A lot of my favorite stories I'm realizing at this point hover around that question. And it's interesting as to why. And I think that at this stage in my life, it's very like I'm in a new stage in life of being married and having a job and all this type of stuff, you know, thinking back on all of the different choices that were made to lead to where I am right now. And there are like 90 billion choices, you know, that lead to where you are right now. And any one of those, you know, if I had not been at this one location, I might not have met this person, which introduced me to this person, blah, 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 blah. You know, I'm think I think about those types of things and I, and I rejoice in those things, you know, looking back on how God has moved to allow certain people into my life and how that wouldn't have been the case if I had made a different choice. And so I, I, I'm fascinated by this question. I'm fascinated by stories that tackle this question or that consider this question because it seems like almost all of them are like, this is a bad idea. Don't change things. <laughs> you know, they, Pretty much. yeah, they never end up with, they made the right choice and changed things for the better back to the future a little bit, a little maybe, bit. but actually, yeah, yeah, they did a little, that, yeah, one, that, that was a big that one. Was one. Some of the star tracks they did. Yeah. The ones that the ones that really resonate with me are the ones where they realize that yeah, it seems like a really great idea, but there's a purpose for why we can't control time or why we can't see ahead. You know, we don't have the competence to make those decisions. Yeah, yeah, we just don't. Mm-hmm. And even and so, what if that would? That's very good that you said when we consider this, because what it sparked in my brain is. A lot of times we wish we could go back in the past and change things. It's not know the future so that I can avoid stuff. It's also a time thing of going back in the past and change things. And so we rack ourselves with guilt Mm -hmm. and with longing for things that are, you know. To be different. different. If I only had made that choice or whatever. And, you know, some of those statements are true. Sure. If I hadn't done that, this would not have happened. And this was a bad thing. This was not a bad thing that God really intended yeah. Like he didn't say, yeah, you should do that bad thing. Yeah. So that I can redeem it over here. Right. But he is willing to redeem stuff. And yeah. so that's, it should point us back to say, if we say that that was a bad choice and mm-hmm. I wish I could change it, instead of continuing to dwell on that, right. maybe we focus on how can God help me redeem that? Yeah. Because we can't redeem it. Well, sometimes we can redeem it. But we do but it through you, the help of yeah, God. Yeah, exactly. It's not sometimes it's our idea, sorta, kinda to to do that. Maybe. I mean, we don't. I don't want to get that deep okay? <laughs> because then we get back to the MCP controlling everybody, sure. and that's not really how it works. He he lets mm-hmm. our creativity come up with 
the ways to fix stuff sometimes, but we have to have this help to do it. Yeah. Because usually when we make a wrong choice or probably almost all the time, we rebelled against God yeah. in some way. Yeah. And we wanted to take control of our situation. And now we're trying to take control of it again to fix the control that we messed up from the beginning. And <laughs> you yeah. just keep it. And that's the bad change of the past. So, so even, even in the normal course of linear time, looking back, trying to fix something, right. You can't do it without yeah. the help of somebody that's above time and saying, okay, if you do that, it's going to send you down a bad path. If you do this, it's going to send you back right. to a better path. Right. Yeah. And so there's, I think, you know, what it all comes down to is following God and walking in what he has told you in, in the Bible you right. know, of, of simply obeying him, I think is going to lead to the best outcome. But also it's, uh, I, I agree with you and I would add, I mean, mm-hmm. add that it's following his spirit now. Yeah. So it's not just stuff that's been said in the Bible. It's, it's what, how does that apply to your current situation or how does your current situation need God's current help? That's based on the principles of the Bible yeah. for the specific things that you're supposed to be doing yeah. and the specific reactions. Because sometimes I think we try to use one or the other. Mm-hmm. We, uh, I'm just going to let God speak to me. Yeah. And that is good. Right. Right. But not just let God speak to me. I'm going to follow everything in the Bible. Yeah. But we're not listening for God, which the Bible actually tells you to listen for God. So you're not following everything in the Bible if you're not listening to God. (laughs) So it helps you with that. And so it's like a balancing Mm -hmm. act between those two things Mm -hmm. of the Bible's principles and their specific things, as well as what is the Spirit telling you now? Right. Your specific situation. And that's how we avoid that thing that we talked about with Tron, where the MCP was trying to control everything sometimes people look at god that way he's trying to control everything right Uh, that's not really the way he looks at it yeah he's trying to guide everything and make it according to his plan yeah that's good right that's the best thing for you (laughs) because when we try to control it on our own past present or future Mm -hmm. we mess it up yeah and i mean i one of the favorite quotes towards the end is um Despite knowing the journey and where it leads, I embrace it and welcome every moment of it, is a quote that the really? uh, protagonist mates, mates, makes towards the end. Um, I yeah. did not realize that. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that one? I love that quote. Why? I think that it's so it's so important. As I said, like if the movie is a circle and it's talking about how our lives are more than a bad thing that happened, yeah. you know, or yeah. one, one bad thing that happens you know, knowing where this journey ends is maybe a bad thing, but the journey itself is great or really worthwhile, you know, have in the, in the example of the movie is, you know, she marries this guy and they have a daughter and they really love their daughter. And it's a really like sweet relationship with this daughter. But then as she grows up, like in early teens or whatever, she gets, I'm presuming cancer or something like that and dies. Right. And it's super tragic and really heartbreaking. But, and, and that's what she's saying, despite knowing where this journey ends with, you know, marrying this guy that she meets on this mission and having this daughter and the daughter dying, like that's where that ends. She's enjoying the journey. And I think that's important. I think it's important for us not to just avoid things because of a potential bad thing, a potential bad aspect of it. Or like, but it wasn't a potential one in yeah, this one. It was yeah. a known one. It was a known one. You know, and so, even then, you know, that's yeah. that's something for you know, the, those of us that are in marriages or relationships where maybe there's like chronic illness or there's a disability or something like that in the mix. You know, 
don't just avoid that because oh that's kind of a tragic thing there or that's that'll be hard or that'll be painful or whatever but enjoy the good parts of of that enjoy the good parts of those relationships that you have with those people whatever the tragic scenario is that they're in or will eventually be in um like she says you know despite knowing where the journey would lead she embraces it and welcomes every moment of it every moment of it i think is important there a really great thing is i I watched this movie with again this past week with uh, my wife and some friends of ours came over and watched it and one of them made the point where um you know we look at scenarios and we say man that was really hard but you know it it was almost like a trade-off for her between you know 15 14 years that are really great years with this individual and then one bad year of, of them dying or just not having that relationship altogether and for her she didn't want to sacrifice that relationship altogether of those 14 15 really great years with her daughter just because it ends sadly movies like this give us that perspective that we wish we had that we would learn about if we had had that perspective of right. time mm-hmm. travel right we might learn that lesson if we could see into the future and realize like these things for ourselves but it allows us to to think about that which it's a question like at the beginning what could you do if you could see the future you'd be like why are we even considering this because it does open thoughts that you wouldn't have considered otherwise about you know whether or not it's good to to have that one to have those 14 great years and one bad year or not have any of it you know how do you weigh that and so i think that's why it's good that we're actually doing this podcast because for people who are listening you will get questions like that mm-hmm. and your immediate thought will be a different thing than what we just talked about sure because that was why i had a negative view of it because the immediate thing is what would i change what what would i do about it and stuff mm-hmm. like that instead of letting it inform what I do now yeah. or how I view the past mm-hmm. or how I view the future. It's more of a, what can I do about it mm-hmm. to change or to be prepared or something like that. And so the, the, to me, the other thing that uh, really struck out to me as you, as you were sharing that really intense embracing mm-hmm. and, and the, the painful thing, don't avoid it and stuff. I think there's a counterbalance to that as well, where you don't go looking for the pain sure because it's supposed to be good because there's stuff in the bible that talks about suffering produces certain things and stuff yeah you don't have to look for it just because it's hard (laughs) doesn't mean it's good exactly and you also don't have to look for it it's gonna come yeah as you do what god has called you to do it's the it's it's more of a embrace it as it comes Mm because that's what we're talking about you can't really change the past or the future either Mm -hmm. maybe yeah but we saw how the Bible does that, and now I want to ask you a question. Okay. So we have four other basic characters. There's a lot of other characters, but there's sure. four types. There's the person who c- could change the future and decided not to. Mm-hmm. There's the first person that wish he did known, and he's mad at somebody for making a choice for him. Right, her husband. Essentially. So we could talk about that one. But the other one that I want to talk about is the aliens. Sure, yeah. So the aliens saw the future right and decided that's to how change they, it that's how that's what their technology was that they give at the end is the ability to it's their see. language it's not yeah. technology it's their right. language it's who they are mm-hmm. so they saw the future and they decided to change it mm-hmm. because they knew that they would need help from humanity in 3,000 years and so yeah. they decided where is the best place to put that mm-hmm. so you could argue though that I mean she 
she's not necessarily ch- like I was wondering about like is she changing the future and how she is like looking ahead and calling up the the Chinese general and stuff like that but really like she's not she's using her future experiences to inform her past self is kind of how it works and um and it's all kind of one is I think kind of the one of the pictures of what this movie is trying to paint about time is that it's all a circle it's all one thing it's contained and you know are the aliens trying to change the future or are they laying the foundation for what will inevitably happen when the humans do come like they know that that's going to happen in the future that the humans are going to come and help them and they but for that to happen they have to lay the foundation right now but they had to make they made that choice to do it are you saying that they didn't make that? I don't know. Like, I think that's part of what might be this movie is that it's not necessarily a, like, is there, I think there is an aspect of choice in what this movie is presenting, but I think there's also a little bit of not predestination necessarily. Cause I think that's a little more of a Christianese thing, but I think like the question of free will, I think comes up in this movie as well. Like is, could they not have? Yeah, could they not have? And I don't know. I don't know because if they see everything as a circle, and if what their future experiences are doing are informing their past experiences in a direct way, like um, Amy Adams is, uh, I believe it's Amy Adams that's the yep. actor. Yeah, mm-hmm. she is. You know, almost asking questions of her future self, and like she asked the general to see his phone number in the future so that her past self could see it. You right. Know? So like, so she is changing it. She's somewhat, in. yeah. But like she's already in that moment. I know, but she's you know she's here and she's asking that past. and getting that information right. from something which that caused happen. that moment to happen in the first place, though. Yeah, you know. So it's like I don't know that it's a choice really that she could have because she doesn't really ask necessarily for the phone number. He just shows it to her. You know, he like does it. Like it's almost like time itself is working towards mm-hmm. some sort of a goal that is not in her control necessarily but she's along for the ride and is able to see from the higher perspective of of what's going on so i don't know if it's i don't know if there's necessarily choice involved here i don't know Uh, so so consider this those -hmm. characters that are the aliens we talked before that we're not really competent sure to do that yeah what if they are sure yeah, because That's not of addressed, who but yeah. they are, yeah. they can do that, and therefore the choices they actually can influence and change mm-hmm. the future, yeah, or the now. Uh-huh. Because remember, we also talked about is this God, you know, is this a, an accurate? How accurate is this picture of God? It's not mm-hmm. going to be an accurate picture of God, right? He's how not accurate a is person it? So that we know. So, but he sees all of time, or at least that's sure. what we think mm-hmm. is the way that it's expressed best about, yeah, it. best yeah. understand that he sees all of time. So he touches all of time and all at one point. Mm-hmm. So he actually has more in common with those aliens sure. than Amy Adams does. Mm-hmm. Her brain has been rewired in some ways when she thinks about their language. So their language has caused that even in her biological mm-hmm. thought processes, but they are... I would say mastered or natural sure. at it. And so therefore that developed in them mm-hmm. and they are competent to make that kind of change. Right. But is it, you know, did they make that change for their own good or for other people? They had, mm-hmm. I feel like they had more of a choice than Amy Adams did sure. because she didn't actually look at her future on purpose. Mm-hmm. I wonder if the aliens did mm-hmm. because she had, she almost had that ability inflicted on her. And so she saw this thing and she understood it for what it was. 
did she really have a choice to change that or not? Right. We don't know. Right. But it seems like the aliens did have a choice because they made a choice to change. Sure. Something. I don't know, but it mm-hmm. might might not be. But they, I feel like they were more competent. They were built to do sure. that, maybe. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. Makes sense. What's interesting, though, um, is the, that question of would you change things if you could see the future is asked in the movie. Do you remember? No. I actually so, don't remember. Are you asked of a character or mm-hmm. asked of us? Oh, asked of yeah, a character. So, right. Uh-huh. Um, she, doesn't she ask it of the dude? Yeah. Okay. So she asked him at the end... Um, you know, right as the alien spaceship is kind of taking off or dissolving into clouds mm-hmm. or whatever happens with it. Um, <laughs> she says, she asks him if he could see her whole life from start to finish, like she can, you know, she's not saying, Hey, I can totally do this, but hypothetically speaking, <laughs> yeah. friend, you know, I have a friend who can, but yeah. Um, she's saying, if you could see your whole life from start to finish, would you change things? Do you remember what his answer was? No, I have no idea. So his answer was maybe I would say what I feel more often. So he actually thought about it, yeah, and say, I want, "Why is that his answer?" Do you think? Because um, I think that our initial answer to that is, "Would you change things?" Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> that was our that was our initial answer. Was yeah, we'd probably change things and screw it up. You yeah, know? but his answer clearly it's you know it's a script thing that it's trying to push in terms of an idea and a thesis statement here and stuff like that. Um, but he's saying, you know, if I could see my whole life from start to finish, I would say what I feel more often. So he's actually not answering the question. I guess so. Sure. Because he's answering the question from the now and the past. Mm-hmm. Sure. Be- because sure. He, yeah. And I don't know how she actually asked the. Did you do a quote? Yeah, that's the what, quote. What is it? What does she say again? Uh, let me pull it up. Because because that's a, if you could see your life. She says, if you could see your whole life from start to finish, would you change things? So he think that's what she says. I th- he, I, that's fine. That. So he, I don't think he gets it. He's not looking okay. at the future. He's looking at the now. Sure. And he's looking at his past. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, when I, when I do look at my whole life, start mm-hmm. to finish. Start to finish being now. Yeah. He's yeah. not a really, he's thinking about the future. Can I change myself for the future? He's not answering the, would you change the future? Mm-hmm. He's asking if you, he's saying, I would say things that I feel more often because number one, Perhaps he's he regrets had a, not saying those things yeah. to his other spouse or I can't remember if he's married or a significant other. He's single. Yeah, he's single, but I think he's had a relationship and sure. that has caused him problems. Sure. And because he didn't say what he felt and now he's having trouble communicating with Amy Adams as well. Right. And so he's looking at the now and the past. And so he's actually not answering the question. Mm-hmm. And, so, and it's actually a challenge to her. Sure. Because shouldn't she have told him? Sure. But also, I think that. Because um, he said, I would a, say what I would feel. Wouldn't yeah. he expect that from her? You know, for them, that's like the start of their relationship. And, you know, so she does tell him how, how she feels about him, clearly, you know, because they're getting married and stuff like that, or at least living together and having a baby or whatever. But, like, I think you're right. I think he's probably not thinking about the question. In terms of, hey, by the way, buddy, I can see the whole future. Like, what should I do with this? He's just like, well, I would, my regrets are not saying what I feel, you know. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that answer? Do you think that's a good thing? Say what you feel? Do you think For we him, should be more, do we think we should, we should be more? I, I don't think we should apply his answer to us. Okay. I, I I think that that's for that character. Sure. I think that was written in mm-hmm. the script for that character and to inform some people who don't say what they feel 
you should consider this. So mm-hmm. true. It's yeah. something we should consider doing. Yeah. Should we, should we say how we feel more often? Right. And maybe, maybe not you, always. Well, <laughs> well, so it's maybe important to it, hold back at times for if, sure. If you are like that character, mm-hmm. I think, because a lot of times people try to take movie quotes, just like they try to take Bible quotes and apply it to everybody. Yeah. And they don't. Yeah. They just don't. Um, the principles behind them might. Mm-hmm. So he recognized that his past mistake was not saying what he felt. So now he's saying, hey, I want to fix my past mistake. Right. So in that case, yes, I would say that. If I'm like that character where I don't express my feelings properly, particularly to those that I care about, mm-hmm. then yes, I should take that as an influence to me to speak more freely about my feelings. If I'm a person that just throws my feelings around all over the place without any discretion, right. then don't take this as a yes. Uh, Hawkeye said that I should do (laughs) this. All right. Yeah. You know, Hawkeye, the most important of the Avengers. Absolutely. Because he's the most human. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we can have that discussion later. (laughs) I want to go back though to the, I think that there is a responsibility that comes with higher levels of knowledge that Amy Ammons did not exercise. Such as? She had a husband Mm -hmm. that they were going to enter into this relationship and then they were going to have a child. And I can't remember who says, let's make a baby. Um, But (laughs) the most romantic of phrases. Exactly. (laughs) But, but, but she, I feel like he did, by the way, he did. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like she had a responsibility to either not tell him ever or to tell him before it happened. Mm. If that was the specific thing that she got the revelation sure. of, because yeah, I'm not yeah. sure she could see it. She said, if you could, I don't know whether she could see her beginning to end because I'm not sure her brain could handle that. Sure. But she saw those she specific things that like we that, saw as the flashbacks. Flash forwards. Flash forwards, yeah, whatever. They Depends like, on the circle. Yeah, yeah, but they seem like flashbacks they were until like the very... They were so tricksy so about good. that. Oh my gosh. Yes, anyway. they did well with that. <laughs> I agree. That was yeah. that. That was one of the ones where they fooled me, and I was glad. Yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, they got me. She's depressed because of her dead. Yeah. Daughter. Exactly. You know, that's the whole reason behind why she's so sad or whatever. But that's not it. Oh no. Oh uh, man. And even, even halfway through the movie, she's not experiencing those until a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But here's the thing: in a marriage relationship, particularly, mm. not all relationships that you have, but in a marriage relationship, particularly, you have some extra responsibilities. Sure, I agree. And yeah. I think that he was correct to be angry with her for not sharing that information mm-hmm. and that should have been a choice that they got to make together sure and i think that's where she failed she was not a good person in that particular moment of time sure yeah now he in turn had a choice of when he got angry he decided to end the relationship as opposed to saying I that see was wrong you or talking through this point of view yeah talking through it now she was obviously not repentant Right. Uh, and that's a religious term. She was not sorry that she, I don't know. Was she sorry that she hadn't told him? I think that, I think there's probably some regret there, perhaps. Regret. I think that was a I think good one. that, you know, when she's talking to her daughter about the fact that, you know, daddy doesn't look at me the same way anymore is what. Right. You know, she's like, well, you know, here's why. I think that there is some regret in the fact that, like, I didn't handle that well. Right. I think it's kind of communicated there. Not necessarily like, well, he just doesn't get it. I don't think right. that's necessarily what she's trying to say. I think that she 
there's like tears in her eyes and she's very much like he said that i made the wrong choice you know is what she and i think that there's potentially like a i disagree there but i don't think there's like a well forget you type right mindset and instead he chose to say i can't be with you anymore mm-hmm. because of that mistake that you made right and i think that when you make a marriage commitment there are some things that might make you need to do that so i'm not saying that you have to stay married in the case of abuse and some other sure, things sure. there there i don't want to be hardline religious sure. things but there's a lot of stuff including something as hard as that that staying in the relationship is the better choice. Mm-hmm. Looking for grace, looking for reconciliation, things like that is, is the better choice. And so in that case, they actually harmed the girl. Sure. They were, uh, Amy Adams' choice, not telling, right. has caused her not to have her father. His right. choice has caused her not to have her father. And what did the girl think? I yeah. think it's very interesting yeah. that we never yeah. heard from the girl, yeah. and she was the most impacted by this whole thing because yeah. she, she existed yeah. because of her choice, right. and now she's dying this horrible death. Do we get to say, I should never have existed? Right, right. And that's another Theos C.S. Lewis thing where he says, you actually don't get to say that either because if you choose not to have existed, how can you make that choice if you didn't exist? Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> So sure. it's that whole thing about the circle of time. If it's time is not a circle, by the way. Yeah. Um, but that whole thing I agree. about yeah. When, but that's, when it, when that was impacts, what the movie was trying to say. But yeah, I agree. Do you really think so? I do think so because I mean the the structure of the film is very circular. The whole language is in circles, and they're closing loops essentially throughout yeah, the movie. I think you're right. And yeah, so I there, think it's trying to say that time is. There's a, circle, a worldview that you know, has because that. they're closing some circles in the plot of the film. But then the aliens themselves are closing a, a larger circle of time of yep. like, the and the language itself has the circle. Yeah, with the, it, so I think that the... that's kind of what it's trying to say. But like, I don't agree with that. I think it's linear. But like, or whatever it is, I don't know. Yeah. But like, um, whatever it is, God's in control of it. But like, I don't yeah, know. okay. But, but I don't think it's a <laughs> circle. An answer, and yeah. and there's actually there actually is a school of thought yeah. that says that it is circular. Sure. And. That's interesting because I didn't read about that. And also, did you know that this was based on a short story or novella? No, I didn't. Yes. It's cool. called The Story of You. Okay. And it's by a science fiction writer, speculative science fiction writer. I can't remember what his name is. And I did not get the chance to read the short story that it came hmm. from. I'd be interested I, to read that. I, I think I'm going to try to find it either on audio or to read it. It's mm-hmm. kind of, I think it's supposed to be short. So, sure. Um, I think that would be interesting to see what other information, because I think there's more information that you can do in a book yeah. to explain why you think that kind of stuff. But it is a short story, mm-hmm. so maybe there's not as much. Right. But I would I would totally be interested in his thoughts, particularly the author, yeah. of what the girl's voice was. Sure. Yeah. Because if you think about this, it has to do with choices. Yeah. And that was why you asked the question in the first place of mm-hmm. what would you do if you knew the future? Well, what would you what 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 informs your choices now? Yeah, and is it the impact that it's going to have on other people, right? Or is it just what it's going to do for you? Mm-hmm. And that's a hard thing because I always think about what it's going to do for me first. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's just what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes I'm able to step outside myself and mm-hmm. say I'm going to enter into that pain and suffering for this other person. Right. The hardest thing is when you enter into pain and suffering, you don't know why. Right. Yeah. I think that's the hardest thing, not mm-hmm. knowing why, because we want to know why so bad. Yeah. 
bad, man. If we just yeah. want to know why it's so bad, it goes back to the Tron thing, you know. Yeah. Is there somebody that's higher than me is, that's making this plan? Do yeah, they have a plan? Yeah, Does yeah. somebody have a plan? Yeah, yeah. we got to have a plan. The funny thing is, is when somebody says, yes, I have a plan, we're like, that's a bad plan. <laughs> yeah. I want to change that. I don't like that plan. No. Yeah, well, yeah. you wanted somebody with a plan. Yeah, but no. Not that plan. <laughs> Not yeah. that plan. I'm yeah. better at my life than you are. Right. And I yeah. am a better me than anybody else could be. <laughs> Maybe. 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 So I have one kind of final question. It's more of a fun question. Um, Yay, because we were getting kind of serious. I was like, man, how can we make this more fun? Gosh. We're just... But it's a, it's such a deep, impactful this movie. Is, yeah, yeah. There's not very many funny moments in that movie. There's a couple that are... There's a very few. Very few. It's, and it's a pretty slow going, like... Yes. But you don't mind. Oh, man. So good. So you can't watch it every two months or whatever. Like you gotta, no, you gotta, you gotta let it's a it once a year type mm-hmm, thing. Maybe, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's kind of slow going. All right, but so your final, your final, Connor's final thought. <laughs> I guess. Uh, <laughs> so my final question, I guess, on my show notes for this is, if you could ask an extraterrestrial being anything, what would you ask them? Oh my word, that's not a fair question. That's a very enough. It's a you fair to, enough question. Any extraterrestrial. Yeah, if there was a, you know, we can say the aliens from Arrival, but there's, that's, you probably Oh, okay, oh yeah, no, no, stuff. I got it, I got but, it. like, I'm just saying, if you could ask a, an alien something, what would which you question, ask Which question is it? Is it the aliens from Arrival, or is it anybody that's not from Earth? Let's do both. Oh, see, you're such a cheater. <laughs> All right, so, so, the, I'll answer the I'm first question. I'm saying both because I'm curious about both of your answers. So, I... I'm I'm gonna say for the first one because you made it generic. Mm-hmm. I would actually ask, what is their creation story? Yeah, that's true. I would totally ask what their mm. creation story is and find out how did they interact with God. Because I love science fiction. I love the fact that there could be extraterrestrials. That right. does not destroy my faith in God at all. It right. expands it. Right. But the only time that I've seen it handled from a good religious perspective from a from a god-centered perspective with c.s lewis's space trilogy right but that doesn't have to be the way it is it just gives me the possibility Mm -hmm. that there are other beings out there that have experienced god differently Mm -hmm. there was there's other science fiction books that are actually have a jesus element to it or at least a christianity element to it or god element to it that do a pretty decent job but c.s lewis's is the best in my opinion because it helped expand my yeah and it helped expand my mind to say oh this could totally happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's then then I don't have to worry about the details. So I would ask that if I actually met one, I would yeah. want to know what is their interaction with the one true God. Mm-hmm. How does that look to them? What does it mean to them? And how does that work? Mm-hmm. And I would want to know that very badly. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> now these these particular aliens, I would just really want to know why they have uh, seven tentacles. <laughs> I'm serious. Do they know? <laughs> Do they understand? Like, we don't know why we have 10. You know, like, I, sure. we talked about it last podcast. I'm 50. 50 weighs on people. You know why 50 or the decades weigh on people? Because we have 10 fingers. <laughs> if we had 12, it'd be base 12, okay? So it just has to do our, – our, mm-hmm. our society is influenced by our physical nature. And so it's like, what do they think about having seven mm-hmm. versus us having 10? Huh. Okay. That's what I would ask them. That's a – all right. Wow, interesting. All right. There you go. That was a fun <laughs> question. So, Connor – Right. What would you ask in alien? I think alien? that I, if it was a general one, I think I would ask a similar question about what are what is their view of uh, God or spirituality for them? Uh, what does that look like? Um, because I mean, just because they're if they were a spacefaring people or whatever, that doesn't mean that 
that subsection, those astronauts, so to speak, that came to us are necessarily religious. But what does it look like on their planet, right. religion-wise? You're assuming that you would meet them because they came to us. Sure. What if you met them? Right. You know, I don't. When would I don't that know, change your question? Maybe, I guess. But I would still ask. You know, what is it? What does religion look like here for you guys? What if they looked at you and said, "What's religion?" Yeah. <laughs> that is one of the things I liked about the Arrival yeah, movie yeah, is yeah. that it 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 took a hardcore stance on. Do you, you have to ask ever like, what is present. a question? Do they think in a question? Yes, yeah, that whole that, thing, the linguistic language. thing. It's all about language. Yeah, and yeah. and actually it is. In all the science fiction movies we have, they have to do something yeah. about the language. Yeah. And it's very that is a great topic for a podcast as right. well. How do you handle languages in science fiction? Anyway, so <laughs> right. so yeah. you so you would really mm-hmm. ask that. That I think I would. Okay. I think that would be my general one because I I haven't finished the the space trilogy from C.S. Lewis yet. I need to. I think I have two of the books. I need to get the third one or whatever. One and two are great. Third is not necessarily uh, particularly I think I've only good. sort of finished the first one. And I yeah. need to get through it. I think I was reading it at a time when I was doing a bunch of other oh, stuff. Oh, you have to be ready for it. Yeah. It's, not, it's, I think it's I an older not, book. I and was all not kind of anticipating the, the type of book it was. And so I was like, yeah, I no, no. It's I'm not your typical it. science fiction book. No. Yeah, yeah. And so I need to get back to it. Um, because I have thought about it a lot, even with what little I read about it. Um, but I think I would ask something to that effect, um, or how they view time would be another one that I would ask about. You know, like, what is, what does time look like for you? How long do you guys, yeah, how it rotate yeah. and all that kind of what is, the orbits? Because it's weird that we measure time and circles around the sun and spins of the, the globe or whatever. And it's not even exact. Yeah, you know, so. you know so everything's off. And eh, anyway, um, I'll probably ask a question similar to that um, of the aliens on arrival. I don't know. Um, I would ask, you know, they were in a little bit of a rush at the end of there, but I would ask like, what, what happened? Like, why are you guys asking us for help? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, what are, what can we do? Yeah, what can we possibly, <laughs> like, what is, what is it they need help from us? Um, and so, yeah, I guess that's a, that's the only other question I would have for them. Um, but it was interesting because in all of this, you know, when asking these kind of silly questions about what would you do if you could change time or whatever, I was actually in Seattle last weekend at the Museum of Pop Culture. Okay. And um, there was a science fiction area and stuff like oh, that. Of course there was. Oh, it was so great. <laughs> Got to see so many cool um, like things from like an actual Terminator and stuff like that. Some of the actual props from the movies. Nice. And everything. And there was a little, you know, and, and all these museums that have little documentaries showing on TV screens and stuff like that. Yeah. And my brother and I sat in front of one of them in the science fiction area. And a quote from it that I really liked was somebody said that science fiction is essentially a thought experiment, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a narrative sense, it's a thought experiment. Yes. And that's kind of the whole point of, of things like arrival or even Tron. Um, it's a thought experiment. Okay. What if this was real? What does that mean about where we are right now? Yeah. You know, what does that mean? What does this inform us about reality? Mm-hmm. You know, and part of what that is is it's comparing and contrasting. You know, yeah. Saying, this is not real. Why? Because this is what is real, and it gives you a firmer grasp on what is real and why it's real. It can, if you will let it. Yeah, but that's. The I, whole I, point I, of, I agree. I, I like the whole that. Point of uh, of this podcast and of thinking critically exactly. in general is we're going to let it, I guess. Yeah. No, but yeah. I, I, I think that that's why I'm hoping that that's why people might listen to what we're having to say mm-hmm. is because we're taking it in a different direction. We're taking it in possibly the way it was meant to be instead of just mere entertainment. Sure. 
or instead of whatever the other topics that we've talked about, which we won't share with you, but they're great. <laughs> um, as we take those things and think deeper about them, the surface level of what we see is not horrible. Mm-hmm. It's just it can inform and right. be more meaningful. And in this situation, science fiction started out, the idea was to generate ideas, the thought experiments mm-hmm. of why and informing and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, that's really a great quote. Yeah. How, how was, timely. Yeah, right? I was like, <laughs> oh, great. We're going to do these. And I even got to see one of the original Tron outfits and stuff like that. Did they let you try it on? Well, no. I mean, oh, it, was, it was in a glass man, case. It was like so the... good. <laughs> telling you. See, this is, okay. It so would also probably smell real weird after a billion people have tried it on. That would be not okay. Yeah, so I probably wouldn't I agree that. with that. I would yeah, not I wear wonder, that helmet. You know, instead so of the, lice. the Matrix had the smells, right? Where the, yeah. Uh, but they didn't talk about smells in the um, Tron movie. Hmm, interesting. Hmm. 